Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Mark, and this is E3, and this is what we refer to here as the best day ever. And uh, yes, uh, it is. a lot of people uh, wonder why do we consider this the, the best day ever baptisms, and uh, specifically, it is uh, a living just kind of uh, image or testament that that. God's love is still at work in the culture today, in the world today, and in a time where if you just turn on the TV or, or you go on Drudge Report or something like that, you just uh, see bad news after bad news after bad news. You just see, you know, lousy uh, economy and wars and beheadings and all of these kind of different things, and you wonder you know, what is going on? You see social uh, unrest, and, and it can be really, really depressing. And then you look at the church, and, and a lot of times you just, you're not able to see the church in, in what it's doing because the church by nature is relational, and a lot of those relationships are, are intimate. And this is the, the moment that, that we get to celebrate with different people who, whose uh, lives have been touched by the love of Christ, that it is also a time where we get to bind together with all of the saints that have come before us, that, that baptism and communion are the two sacraments in the Christian church that Christ ordained and said, this is the uh, as the church to come and do this together. And finally, uh, I think a lot of times we get to read the gospel and we get to read scripture and we think, oh, you know, that was interesting, and that happened 2,000 years ago and it, with those, that group of people. But what we get to experience through the stories today is that the, the gospel is alive, that the gospel story is continuing, that this is this thing that links us, that, that the, the echoes, the sacred echoes of the saints keep on resounding an unbroken chain from the first century to the 21st century. And it is a beautiful thing. But uh, probably the, the most important thing uh, to me is that baptisms over the past uh, 15 years of me being a pastor have completely blown apart my preconceived notions of how uh, people encounter Jesus. Uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, when I first became a, a follower of Christ, I thought everyone became a follower of Christ like I became a follower of Christ. And, and it was through different stories that, that God started to reveal to me that, that, you know what, there is no right way or template way that, that people experience God's love. Over the years, I, I have heard uh, people experience uh, Christ-disrupting situations through horrific circumstances, through mundane circumstances, through funny circumstances, through heartbreaking circumstances. And what I have learned about God through these gospel stories is probably 
more important than any sermon that I've ever heard or more life-changing, that, that God is always at work and God will penetrate and disrupt and go into situations that you and I would never dream of going into. That God will uh, touch hearts that we believe have turned cold and maybe are spiritually dead. Just in the earlier gathering, another one of the stories that I had never heard before, there was a young lady who uh, was driving under the influence and, and God disrupted what was going to happen and her life was going one way and her car was going one way and, and God intervened. And I like, I got, honestly, before this morning, I was like, well, God, God can't show his love through reckless behavior and drunk driving and, and, and all this kind of stuff. But he can't. That God is not contained by our, our rules and our circumstances and, and situations that, that I look at and think, you know, they are hopeless. That, that the beauty about God and beauty about God's love is that, that he always sees hope. He always sees opportunity, that his love is continually flowing. And I think that that's a challenge for you and I as the conduit of God's love and hope and good deeds to be able to see beyond our earthly eyes and to see every person who walks this earth through Christ's eyes is someone who has value, who is beautiful, who is a unique creation and who has been designed to be an intimate relationship with God and people. So, baptism specifically is one of these really sacred things of the church that it is a celebration, but it is also a holy moment where somebody is identifying themselves and saying, I realize and I want to make a proclamation that I identify with Jesus as one of his followers and I identify with his body, the church. And so there's this incredibly cool vertical thing going on between the person and their Savior and their Lord, but there's also this horizontal that, that they're, they're saying, you know what, I want to be identified as part of the body. I want you to come alongside me and love me. We had a few people who were being baptized who are new to our community and new to the faith, and, and I challenged the, the community to, uh, said, and asked them, are you, in, are you involved in community, intimate community here? Are you in a growth group? Are, are people uh, breathing life into you and, and loving you, and, and are you connected? And they're like, no, and I, I challenged our community. I said, you know what? Connect with this person afterwards. Invite them into community. Because it's not just a me and, and Jesus decision to get baptized. It's a me and Jesus and we decision. And we, as the church, must come together and encourage one another to outbursts of love and good deeds. So in the early, uh, in the first century after uh, Jesus had, had ascended and, and told his disciples to go and make disciples and to baptize them and to teach them how, how to follow. Uh, there was a time of, of gathering of, of the early church. And Peter was preaching to a bunch of people and, and a bunch of uh, people 
uh, and telling them, hey, you know what? You know this person, Jesus, who, who was crucified, that he was the Messiah, and he's talking about all this, and, and his message penetrated their hearts, and that they realized that they missed this amazing opportunity to actually uh, know the earthly Jesus, but recognized him as the foretold Messiah. And their hearts were broken, and they said, what must we do? And I talked about this last week. And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And this larger idea uh, behind baptism, that, that baptism is not water that, that washes away dirt. It is this visual representation of saying, you know what, that I have repented, that I have acknowledged that I am in need of grace, not cheap grace as Bonhoeffer would talk about, just like, oh yeah, you know what, I need a little forgiveness here and there, but, but the grace of God that only he can bestow. And to say, you know what, through the act of baptism, symbolically, when I go under the water, realizing that I am dying to myself and I am coming out as a new creation. And at that, at that point, for many people, it is an opening part uh, uh, where, where they truly experience the Holy Spirit. So we believe that every story is, is important today that it, these stories are more important than anything else that we as the church could be doing. And I want to encourage you to listen to these stories and to, to hear these gospel stories and to be challenged by them and hopefully move to understand how much God loves people. And then just realizing as, as they get baptized that you are part of this baptism, that they if you are part of the, the body of Christ, the church, that not only are they identifying with Christ, but they are identifying with you. And then finally, um, one of the things that we do as a, as a church, our church gives each person being baptized a candle. And this cap candle represents uh, us being the light of the world. And this candle, an unlit candle, represents so much potential for light. But unless, unless somebody lights it, the candle is just a cylinder of wax. So what we ask each person being baptized, if there was somebody significant in their, their spiritual journey, in their gospel journey, uh, that have helped them come to this place of baptism, and they um, will identify someone, and uh, they will invite them to come up and light their candle. And this is just a visual reminder um, for, for the person for years to come of this special day that, and hopefully to challenge them to be a light in other people's lives. So that's what we're going to be doing today. And we're going to, uh, because we had five baptisms in the morning, we have six baptisms uh, in, in this gathering. Uh, Eleven today was really fantastic. Uh, oh, that's cool, huh?
We're going to be doing it a little bit differently uh, than we have before, and uh, so just kind of go with it. It's a celebration, but it's also a very holy moment. So if you guys will pray with me.